another episode of Full Court Press, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Luke Alves. What up, Luke? Not much, man. Uh, ready to talk, you know, my favorite part of the season, the, the second season where it's, you got the playoffs and then everyone else that didn't make it, you know, you can start thinking about your free agent summer plans and uh, and that <laughs> lottery draft coming up. So I love this part of the time of the year right now. Oh, yeah, dude, it's fucking great. Like, the lottery happens, which obviously, like, is, is what I'm keen on right now. Um, but the playoffs are the focus right now. Um, obviously, uh, you know, that's, that's has maybe, maybe less interest, uh, the past couple years than it normally, um, would have because of how dominant the Warriors are. Um, but we did see them get pushed to seven games against the Rockets last year. And there's many people out there, including myself, who think if Chris Ball hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, that that series might have gone a different direction. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see something like that this year. Uh, who knows? Uh, but it does make it interesting uh, to to speculate and contemplate on all of these various aspects. But before we get into the playoffs, i got to talk Luke Walton with you for just, just you know, a couple minutes. Uh, so apparently the, 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 the headliner has been written that that Luke Walton and the Lakers have mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, what What do you think about this, Luke? And do you read anything into this? Uh, I mean, <laughs> do Do you think that that Luke Walton was just like fuck y'all, like I'm fucking out of here? Um, you know, because that's kind of what it feels like. Am I wrong here? Oh no, a hundred percent. This man went to them today. He didn't think he was going to make a pass yesterday. They, they, weren't, they didn't fire him. He wasn't going to wait around. He sees another position that really wants him and an organization that wants him. And he probably went there today and it was like, I quit. And now they're trying to do the PR thing where it's like, we got to make this look good and everything going. So we'll just right. mutually separate, which is like one of my favorite like kind of terms. Like, oh, yeah, that, that just like mutually. No, Luke Walton just became a bigger man. And he quit because he was just like, even in, after all the BS that I've been through this year and all that, I'm not waiting to see what you do with the president role and all that. So good for him. Um, uh, like those, you know, the, the rumor yesterday after um, the Kings cleared shop uh, was they're looking at him. So, I mean, I think he'd be pretty good for them. I mean, if you, yeah, he's, he's a good coach and, you know, and, if he has the mm-hmm. trust, though, I think and it'll, it'll be bittersweet when he goes back to L.A. and beats him with this Kings team. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to wherever he goes and all that. Oh, there ain't no bitter about it. It'll be fucking utter sweetness when it happens. It'll be fucking awesome, and I will totally be there for it. Um, I definitely hope their first – if this happens, if he gets the Kings job, I definitely hope their first matchup of the season is like – a Friday night nationally televised game because that is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I tend to agree with you, man. I, I think he basically, I mean, he's, he's had to have seen the writing on the wall for a while. And like maybe this, this whole magic stepping down thing could have ended up with him keeping his job. But like, I here's the thing I I think he just he's like I I never signed up for this I never signed up for us getting LeBron and having to deal with all of that um, and you know like I never had the support of Magic Johnson like since and Palenka since I've been here um, you know like and I I think he wants to like coach a young team and build a a, a, a roster with a young team I think that was the appeal of the Lakers job and. You know, when they brought in LeBron, it was just like this huge course correct from that. And it's just like this doesn't fit like what I signed up for, nor does it maybe like fit my skill set as a coach. Um, so, I mean, I think the Kings are a very attractive position for him to land. Um, and I think like I think if I'm the Kings, like I would definitely want him. Um, I just think it's better for all parties considered, honestly. And like so that's maybe how I can get on board with the, the, the talk of it being mutual. Um, 
because I, I mean I think the Lakers were going to let him go anyway. But I I think essentially what Luke did was like look like I already got this fucking like opportunity like I'm gonna go ahead and just fucking like let's let's cut the ties now. Um, and you can phrase it any way you want, but I'm like done. I'm out. Uh, and like I'm gonna try to get this job and coach, you know, the quote unquote young, um, flourishing team that I, you know, signed up to coach, uh, you know, when, when I was hired, um, and it just makes sense. And, and honestly, it makes sense for the Lakers. Cause I mean, not only did, did he not have the support of magic and Palenka, he never really had the support of LeBron. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, we all knew it, like he wasn't going to be the coach there next year, but I I applaud him on like getting ahead of it, uh, and, and basically just being like, you know, fuck this, I'm out, like <laughs> peace. Uh, so yeah, props to Luke on that. Uh, and man, I I do. I hope he gets that that Sacramento job because that'll be. Um, I think he could do a lot of good things with that team, uh, and I think that you know the fact that they are not going to be in in a position to land like a marquee free agent that changes your whole timeline trajectory and all that. Um, he's just going to be building with these young guys, uh, you know, healed and, and Fox and Bagley um, and, you know, whatever draft picks they pick up in the future. So yeah, it's, it's a good fit for him. Um, but let's jump into the playoffs. Uh, we have, uh, eight different matchups to break down here. So we're going to try to break this down real quick. Um, you know, we, we, we're kind of shooting to, to, you know, maybe break, you know, get into it, uh, last night, but we, uh, we ran a little long, so we just kind of postponed it. So today, uh, but let's, let's jump in. Um, let's start with the poor, poor, poor Clippers, man. <laughs> um, they, they caught a bad draw. Um, because, you know, uh, they, you know, definitely had a chance at, at the sixth seed. And, you know, at, at, at one point, even maybe had a chance to jump up to five. Um, that did not work out. They're now looking at facing the Warriors. It's it's going to be tough. I will say this. I think it's funny. The uh, I heard the odds today on this series. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors are minus 50,000. Uh, so if you bet $1, no, I'm sorry. If you bet $50,000, you get $1 back. Um, those are the the, the, the odds for, for the Warriors to win this series. Uh, conversely, uh, the Clippers' odds are plus 700. So if you bet $1, you get $700 back. I'm not, honestly, I'm contemplating betting just like $10 on the Clippers. Like, just like, who knows? Maybe like KD and fucking Steph, like both get hurt in the first game. And like, you know, then, you know, then it'd probably look pretty good for the Clippers. Um, but like, you know, if, if everything plays out the way it should, this is probably going to be a sweep, maybe a gentleman sweep, but I'm just going to go clean sweep. I got the, the Warriors in four. I just, there's no way. Yeah. You know what? Nah, I'll, I'll go gentleman sweep. I, I'll say the Clippers get hot in one game uh, at home. And, and, and you know, maybe uh, Steph's little ankle tweak at the end of the, you know, regular season, um, you know, limits him a little bit. So I'll give him one game. Um, but reluctantly, like, I'm not, I'm not positive that I want to give them that. But, you know, I mean, they, they could definitely get hot offensively in a game and just hit shots. And so, yeah, I'll give them that. But there's no way this goes beyond five, in my opinion. Uh, and I feel very uh, judicious in giving them one game. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Oh, no, man, I'm excited for this matchup. Um, I'm ready for Golden State to get tested right off the bat. Um, I'm giving them a clear one. I, like, I, I have full I, – I almost am giving them two just because – Clippers got a deep bench and they got nothing to lose. Like they have, they, they shouldn't have been here. They, they play really fun together. And I just see a lot of X factors that might come into play. Like who on their bench is going to be stopping Lou Williams or Montrell's Harrell. I mean, you're going to have to be playing Draymond Green does anything stupid or DeMarcus Cousins does anything stupid and gets them into some trouble. It's, you know, mm-hmm. they're just, I like just the depth that, um, 
the Clippers are going to be able to throw at them. So Golden State will end up winning uh, probably uh, like just losing one game to them. But I could definitely see maybe two like being tested just because Clippers, I mean, it's just they don't they don't have that big name, but that's how they've been doing it. And, and what also I read too is um, Golden State runs a lot of Doc Rivers' plays. So he kind of – Maybe like give he, him an inside track. I feel like he should know, like Doc should be able to figure out, and Doc's a good coach too. And then he's been in the playoffs, and he knows, you know, every game's different and all that, and we've got to change things around. So I think, you know, he might be able to figure out some, like, plays that are like, that kind of looks like this one play of mine and that, to shut him down. So I think, I mean, for, you know, you're saying a bad draw for the Clippers. I think this is, the, like, a bad, like, draw for Golden State at first because, I mean, it's testing you yeah. automatically. I mean, I don't think their bench is that. We're going to see how deep their bench goes or, or how heavy, reluctant they are relying on you know, the, their big five and seeing how deep, how, how much minutes can you really give Boogie Cousins right now? Is he going to be able to do this? Yeah. Game at like, you, you know, is the whole, like, someone going to get in their head of me. Durant is going to do his thing and all that. And then Curry's ankle will be fine, but still, I mean, you got to, I mean, I, I like Patrick Beverly's going to torment him. He's going to torment him the whole time. He's going to be up on him. A hundred percent. He's going to try to get him to step on his foot, not intentionally, but you know how he plays defense. He's right up on you. So that's already. And I like their guard play too, for the Clippers. They, they guard like the guards are pretty deep and all that. So they'll just run a lot of things at Curry and Clay. So it'll be interesting. But then again, they, they'll probably only end up losing one. All right. So we're, we're running the same here then uh, warriors in five. Yeah, Warriors and five. But right. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow it made his six because one game I do feel like will be right down to the wire, but Warriors and five. Yeah, see, I'm the other way. Like, I, I think Warriors and five, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was clean sweep. Um, so, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. All right, moving on. Denver and San Antonio. Um, this one's really fucking interesting, man, because San Antonio is just, like, not the – team that they used to be obviously um but of course like pop like managed to fucking coach this team yet again and get him in the playoffs which you know i thought anybody saying they wouldn't make the playoffs at the beginning of the season was just fucking it was ludicrous to me um to bet against them so they make it in and they draw an interesting matchup because they get a team in denver who doesn't have any real playoff experience um you know the only the only guy on that team that does is Millsap, and I don't know. I I think out of any of the, I guess, potential upsets, uh, and we'll 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 get to OKC Portland, because um, I I don't think that would qualify to me as an upset um, given what Portland is facing. Um, but out of any actual like actual potential upsets, I think this one has the most juice to it. Um, that being said, I still think, I think Jokic, like, he, it, 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 LaMarcus Aldridge presents an interesting problem because he can spread the floor somewhat. He's not taking threes, but he, you know, he has those, those little corner mid-range shots that will draw Jokic out. Um, I don't see that as much of a threat um, I guess as as you know, maybe some people would. Um, DeRozan is always a question mark. They have a bevy of defenders, wing defenders that they can throw at him to kind of limit his um, his impact in the game. Uh, so, like ultimately, I, I I think the the lack of experience on the side of the the Nuggets is going to cost them a few games. Um, but I still think they win the series. But I do think San Antonio probably pushes them um, like to the brink. I'm going to say Denver in seven, mainly just out of respect for Pop and San Antonio's legacy and all of that. Um, but I still think Denver's the better team. They have the best player, in my opinion, um, in Jokic. Uh, and they have enough 
you know, despite, you know, having kind of played poorly down the stretch, I think they have enough as far as um, perimeter scoring and particularly perimeter defense, um, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, survive uh, this Spurs team. Though I would not be surprised in the least if Spurs went in at six, <laughs> you know, like I could definitely see that happening too. Um, but I'm going to take Nuggets and seven. What you got? This one's interesting because you got to look at these two different styles. I mean, Nuggets play at a very fast uh, like pace. Like so, you got mm-hmm. like a team that's going to want to be like their game pace is going to be want to go like that versus a team that's going to want to play in the half court set. So it's going to come down to what team's going to get the other team to play their style, and that's what it, like how you're going to beat and. Like you're saying, I mean, it's hard to go against Popovich in the playoffs. I mean, he just knows what he's going to do. I mean, yeah, you only have Aldridge and DeRozan, but, I mean, if you somehow get the the Nuggets to play your game and your pace, for, like, of the game, it could be very interesting. So, um, I've been wanting to say Spurs and seven, but I think I'm with you that the best player is not on the Spurs. And yeah. Nikolai Jokic will definitely like, – it's going to just be fun to watch him first off in the playoffs because a lot of uh, people are going to finally be able to see this guy and be like, okay, yeah, this is why everyone's saying he's, like, he's really good and should be right. you know, in the MVP contention, uh, first team All-NBA you know, for center. So it'll be fun for him to finally get his spotlight and all that. It's just um, – I'm going to look at the matchups right here and uh, looking for Gary Harris. If he can shut down DeRozan, uh, that's what I, that's why I gave the slight edge to going nuggets in seven, just because I feel like Harris is a good defender and I've seen DeRozan in the playoffs before and I've seen lesser defenders shut him down. So if you can just lock up yeah. on him and if you get DeRozan out of the game, it's going to be hard for LaMarcus Aldridge to do everything. So I feel like, yeah, they'll get there in the seven, but in the end it will be that game seven where you just saw Harris shut down DeRozan, him him kind of banish, and then Nikolai Jokic coming through and doing something big for his team. Yeah, Nikolai Jokic is like no fucking joke, dude. He is as good as advertised. Um, And I think the other thing up the Nuggets sleeve is if Harris – somehow isn't able Harrison the Harris Barton combo isn't able to to you know necessarily do what they want and shutting down DeRozan they could always bring in Craig um because he's probably the best perimeter defender they have on that team he doesn't give you a lot offensively but like you don't you don't have to like score a shit ton of points to beat the Spurs you just, like they're not going to blow you out of the water as far as scoring like you just have to shut down like one of their two really good players. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for them to shut down Aldridge. So I think the key to their success is shutting down DeRozan. And they just have a lot of people to throw at him, a lot of different looks. I think they find some formula that makes it work um, and, and end up in, in advancing. So um, next up, the Portland Trailblazers managed to win a game starting only uh, playing only six players, bunch of fucking bench guys uh, to make the three seed and played out any better for OKC. Um, Had they lost to the fucking Rockets the other night, um, which they had a pretty miraculous comeback to beat them. They were down like 20 at some point, I believe. Um, And they, you know, came back and beat them. And then, you know, the way everything played out, they draw – uh, you, you know, they draw the Blazers in the first round with, you know, an injured Nurkic, McCollum not fully healthy. Like, this is, you know, I think I said in a, in a, uh, in our message thread, like, this is, uh, like the least Thunder thing to ever happen to the Thunder. They always seem to catch, like, the bad luck. Um, well, not this year, at least not for the first round. Um, and, you know, conceivably, you know, hereafter, they actually caught some good luck. Um, 
So, you know, this series will definitely be interesting. Uh, I I do want to let you offer your prediction first on this one, though. So this one's tough. Like you're saying, man, for Portland to, like, come back out of nowhere and get the three seed and then to draw the thunder, it's like, oh, man, like, (laughs) of all things, like, damn, for for Portland. um, Hey, would you rather play the thunder or the jazz if you're you're Portland? Yeah, oh, I'm playing. I'd rather play the Jazz. I rather really. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, I just think that my superstar Damian could go up against you know yours and and Donovan and and possibly because I mean Rudy Gobert, yeah, he's a really good defender, but I don't think he's stopping Dame. Or, or they're gonna just do the switch ops no. and all that. So you're gonna run into a lot more like I think Damian would be able to do a lot more like damage. And I mean, yeah, it's just the way he closed out the season. Like, it's dude, he's he's a really good player. Like, like if, yeah. if you don't have Curry out there, he's definitely first team All NBA. I mean, first position. Yeah. I mean, it's it just Absolutely. sucks that he just runs in. I mean, he's definitely worth it. I mean, he's really played it. So, but right now at the Thunder, um, I really wanted to give Portland like losing in six, but. I just see it really hard for them. I mean, I like what they were able to do after the injury and all that, but CJ also not being 100% right now, and Thunder's a really good defensive team and all that, so I got Thunder in five. Oh. Um, yeah, I am going to go six. I think, let's just be honest, Russ is probably going to shoot you out of a couple games that Paul George isn't playing well. Um and, like, as much as I love Russell Westbrook, like, he just takes shots sometimes that I'm just like, why? Why are you shooting? Like, and, and it's, like, not one shot. Like, you know, Embiid does it sometimes. But, like, you know, Embiid, like, he'll take, like, four threes in a game. Russell will take, like, 11 and make, like, two of them. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Quit shooting. Like, you're not good at it. Why do you keep doing it? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um but then, you know, he'll have a night where he shoots 7 of 11. Like, it's, it, you know, it's so weird. Um, but, like, obviously the percentages bear out throughout the season. He's under 30% on the season from three. Um, I, I I feel like they'll be able to get a couple games in this one. Um, I feel like the, the big thing, obviously, is them not having Nurkic. If they had Nurkic, um, I, I would probably – pick the Blazers, but, like, being that you're going to have Cantor, um, who, like, like, look, I don't want Stephen Adams to be, like, a, a huge threat, but, like, those little pick-and-roll pick and situations that he and Russ do, um, Cantor's not going to be able to guard that. Um, Nurkic could, but Cantor can't, and that, that's, a, that's a nice little thing for <laughs> – I just – kind of came up with that genuinely like Cantor can't um, and uh, he just he, I mean he can he can't play defense and he'll be able to get you some some quality uh, rebounds and maybe some offensive rebounds to keep you in a game that way but like he's not going to be able to guard that um, of course Paul George you know he, he hasn't looked as good since he came back um, from his injury um, but there's not really anybody to guard him. You can throw Harkless and Aminu at him. They got length, um, but they don't have foot speed. Uh, like, laterally, they can't keep up with Paul George. Um, so, you know, if, if he's on his game, like, essentially he'll be able to get to the bucket a lot is the way that if I'm Billy Donovan, I would kind of coach this. Um, so, yeah, but I, I still, I think – the Blazers will manage – will pull off a way to get a couple wins in this series. Um, and ultimately, like, I, I feel like maybe they split, uh, you know, to start the series, and then they get one more, maybe either on the road or in game five, um, and, you know, it, end up pushing it to six. But I, I definitely think OKC wins it in six. Um, all right, so we finally had a difference. You got OKC in five, I got them in six. Um, all right, moving on to the final series. This one's really interesting because I think it could go – I mean, it, I don't necessarily have a lot of faith in Utah to win it, 
but I I think the uh, the 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 metric of how many games it could go I think is very interesting. Um, poor poor Utah man, that like that is is kind of the thing that I took out of how all, all of this played out. Like Utah has been probably the second best team in the league since the all-star break, um, you know, maybe behind the Rockets. Uh, and it's, it sucks, man. Like they, they have this terrible, terrible draw for them. Um, and likewise with the Rockets, I mean, that's a rough draw, not only to have to play Utah in the first round, but then if you win that series to then have to go play Golden State, it's that's that's tough. I think Golden State's very happy about how all of this has played out. Um, I, I, I let me kick it over to you first again. Well, I'll I'll do I'll lead two in the East and give you two, but uh, I've done two so far in the West. So let me let me kick it over to you. Um, how do you see the series playing out? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, for Utah, it's a tough match. Um, I'm I'm excited to see the Capella Gobert matchup. Um, see what that's gonna go. But uh, I just don't see a lot of people being able to just shut down Houston right now. I think they're one of the hottest teams, um, you know, playing coming in. So I I have them in five. Just be I. <laughs> I don't like to ever give team sweeps like a clean one but this one I like out of all the ones I know you earlier with the Golden State one but it's one I feel like it could get out of control easy just because Utah's not going to keep up with that scoring and and you know Houston they don't need to play defense so they're like they're not like Jazz's games are trying to like lock down and play defense you got to score and you got to keep up with that and who's going to be able to you know go bucket for I mean is Donovan going to be able to keep pace with Chris Paul and and Harden or Harden and like anyone else if, or just even Harden. So it's just, I, it's going to be a tough one. They're going to have to just throw a lot of different people at, at, at James and just see what they can do to sh- and shut it down and, and hope. But um, right now I just, this Houston team, I like it. It's, it's pretty deep too. Um, I like how they completely redid the whole team and, it's worked out really well, so I had them. I, I have them in five just because I, I think Utah's a very tough place to play on the road. Their fans are ruthless, <laughs> so I, I gave them that edge of getting that one game in, at, at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it it it's definitely a tough place to play. I'm kind of disappointed because. You know, I feel like this series could go seven um, just because Utah, they can schematically play. I think they can maybe play Harden. And and if you remember, like, last year, it wasn't Harden who killed them. It was CP3. And, like, just with the, the question mark of how far has CP3 fallen off since last year versus – how much have they been conserving him this this regular season? I tend to lean more on the side of they've been conserving him um, and just not like essentially saying like we don't care where we where we are in the playoffs. We know we're going to make the playoffs. Like we you know don't essentially don't want to um, guy too much. Um, now with Harden, obviously his usage rate has been super high, but like. For for a lot of players like for like a Russell Westbrook or a LeBron James, that high usage rate results in a lot of like wear and tear, and we've seen that in the past from Harden. Um, but the way he's evolved his game, I think, essentially like creates a lot less wear and tear on on you know his body. Um, the, the the way he's developed his step back game and just getting the line and all of that. Um, and, and getting to the line without taking too much like like damage in doing that. Um, so I, I tend to agree with you. I think they'll get it done in five. Um, I definitely think there's a possibility that, that Utah could push them to seven. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I think ultimately, I think Harden is <laughs> – 
Like he's he's even better than he was last season, which is crazy to even think about. Um, but I think he's he's going to go off in this series. They're going to try to to guard him. They're going to try to push him right. Um, you know, essentially like Milwaukee did. But like, you know, when when D'Antoni and that and that team, they have you know all of these you know different times to analyze and, and to pick and uh, kind of plot against them. I think they're going to figure it out. I think they're going to come out and and get in like a, a substantial lead in game one, um, and then you know Utah will bring it back. I think all of these games will probably be relatively close, all things considered. Um, but I just feel like I I just again like you said I don't trust Utah to like get it done offensively. I don't think they're going to be able to put up the buckets that are necessary. Um, to 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 make this uh, a, a series, um, which is too bad for them because I probably I would have um, I I think I, I definitely would have picked them over the Blazers um, if they had ended up at seven. I probably would have picked them over the Jazz. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, over the Nuggets. Um, but like just catching this draw, man, like <laughs> that's rough. It's really rough. I feel bad for him. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I I don't know. I just don't think they're going to have enough uh, to to get it done. So uh, yeah, we're we're running the same on that one as well. Um, all right, let's move on to the East. Uh, we'll start with Milwaukee against Detroit. I think this is going to be a clean sweep. <laughs> I don't see Detroit like. It's essentially like dopping Giannis at all. Um, there's no like Blake's not a particularly good defender. Um, he, I, you could probably even omit the word particularly um, in that in that statement. Uh, and like Drummond, just like he's not bad. Like he's obviously a great rebounder, um, but like as far as him like stepping out and guarding Giannis, like no. Um, they have like just very limited wing depth. Uh, that's going to be troublesome for them. Uh, Reggie Jackson is just like always a question mark. Um, I just, I don't see any way that they even pull out one game in this series. I I think Milwaukee's just going to run over them. Um, and you know, Giannis is going to probably average 35 to 40 points a game. Uh, in this series because there's just nobody on that team who can fucking stop him. Uh, and then, you know, you'll see the, the rest of their, their you know, players um, kind of share share the limelight. You know, I'm sure Bledsoe will have a big game here, Middleton there. Maybe Lopez has a game where he hits four or five threes. Um, but, yeah, there's that – I don't see any universe in which uh, – Detroit makes this a competitive series, and I think in this particular universe they're going to get swept. Uh, what do you think? Oh no, this is a cakewalk. I mean, <laughs> Giannis is just going to destroy them. Um, mm-hmm. Andre Drummond can't even play against Embiid, and Embiid makes them. And you just saw that other game when Giannis just destroyed the Sixers, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. Detroit and Blake Griffin. Particularly I don't even think Simmons, he's hundred percent. Oh yeah, that was an he, embarrassment. He, like he really destroyed Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons tried to body him in the paint, and Giannis was just like, "Fuck you, get off me!" Like it was embarrassing. Um, for as big as Ben Simmons is, just to get manhandled like that in the paint, like I was just like, "Oh my god, dude, you're fucking huge!" Like he's just bullying you around, like it's like Shaq versus Vlade. Like this is fucking crazy. Um. But yeah, it was that bad. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. So I like. They're just no one's gonna be able to stop them. Um, I don't even think Blake's 100 percent healthy. I mean, the game mm-hmm. they had to win the last game of the He's year. Leaving. He barely. He he had to come out after like the. He, I don't even think he played the second half. I mean, Shaq was giving no. him so much shit for just having five points and two rebounds. I think at halftime <laughs> when your team needs to win to get in. So I just he his, his health. Is a concern, but even if he was healthy, they're getting swept. He'll win. Detroit. It was. It was good for it was, Detroit. Is just happy that 
they finally made the playoffs. The fans can see the playoffs, and you know they kind of have, you know, it's it's at least better than what they've been like through the last couple of years. So they're gonna get two games, and they're gonna get to see an awesome show put on by the opposite team best players, yeah. probably in the in in the league right now. Definitely about yeah. to take over this whole league, and it's gonna be fun. And yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go probably for forty each night. Um, it's going to be crazy. He, there's no one that's going to be able to guard up on him. Andre Drummond, he'll he'll be able to bump up to get him and just shove him like five feet off just because Drummond's not that thick or like looks strong either. And Giannis is just just mean what he can just do to people. Yeah. Just like just like get out of my way. Here's a bump. I'm going to dunk on you. So yeah, clean sweep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% there with you. All right, moving on. Toronto versus Orlando. Um, interesting series. Uh, obviously, Toronto is going to win it. Um, but uh, I do think that Orlando maybe can pull out one game in this series. Um, I, I, I maybe might lean towards a sweep. But I'm going to give Orlando one game – if for no other reason than a Vucevic is, you know, ha- has been fucking awesome this year. Jonathan Isaac can get, at least offer um, some type of perimeter defense on Kawhi, uh, and and you know, <laughs> Augustine has just he's been like he's such a like '90s point guard. Like you, like you definitely don't want DJ Augustine being your starting point guard in 2019 um but like it's like as a like 90s point guard he's he's great like and he's he's done like a very very good job um of of kind of outperforming realistically where his ceiling would be uh it, i i think it's going to really come down to Fournier can he hit some shots can Terrence Ross hit some shots um you know in big moments um you know i I think potentially they can have one game where kind of everything, you know, goes right for them. Um, but that's the best I can give them. Uh, and I'm, I'm even skeptical as, you know, to, to, to you know, say that. Um, but I do think they'll get one uh, and Vooch will go off and have like 30 and, you know, 12 rebounds and like four assists, um, a couple blocks. Um, he's been fucking amazing this year. And, you know, like, it's just great for the Magic uh, that they, you know, were able to essentially, like, I don't know, I don't know exactly where they're going. Um, it's it's very hard to read that, especially with, you know, Terrence Ross and Gooch both, both being free agents in the offseason. Um, but, you know the fact that they were able to make the playoffs this year with this squad um when your starting point guard is DJ Augustine like that's impressive and uh i think Clifford probably deserves some talk for coach of the year i mean i don't think he'll win it um to me i i mean i i think bud's going to win it he's not my coach of the year but i think he's going to win it um but i i would say Clifford is probably in my top 5 um, like easy, uh, just just because like nobody expected them to make the playoffs this year. Although I will say this, I did predict like four games into the season that they would make the playoffs. It was rather tongue in cheek. Um, it, it definitely was not. I was not being serious, uh, but I did say it. Uh, so maybe maybe I, I spoke it into existence. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna take uh. I'm gonna take Toronto in five. Like they, they they just have so much depth and so much talent. And like, dude, swapping out fucking DeRozan uh, for Kawhi, uh, and then also Siakam's rise this year. Um, I I think it's also interesting. These are my probably two top choices for most improved player: Vucevic and Siakam. Uh, so that that you know that adds. A, little wrinkle of a narrative also um uh i think uh masai 
um, is a is a very strong candidate for uh, GM of the year with everything that he's done. Um, and so, like again, with part of that you know narrative, the whole Kawhi thing, um, but uh, you know, obviously, also bringing Gasol at the end of the season. Um, just so many great additions to this team. It's going to be tough for Orlando to get one, but I am going to give him just the one. Uh, where are you on this one? No, I mean, Steve Clifford's done a hell of a job this year. I mean, if you really watch the Magic, they don't turn over the ball. They really just play their game. They're not going to play your game and all that. But with all that being said, they're getting swept. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's I don't, just, I don't play there's nightmare matchup. Just so much because uh, Aaron Gordon is done they a fare great well like Toronto this year though. I know, but it, like it's going to be different in this series. But like he's he's yeah, done really. He stepped up this year. He got his money and all that. He's actually gone like defensive wise. He's he's stacked up against their number one. Well, if you're going against Kawhi, who's covering Siakam? So that's just matchup nightmare number true. one. Because you get. So who like so is he staying on Siakam the whole time? <laughs> yeah, Eric so Gordon's that, gonna get fucking smoked. <laughs> yeah, so I just think, and then them just not having a true point guard. I mean, don't get me wrong, DJ Augustine, good for him and what he's been able to do. He's this a year. true point guard. He's just not. He's not anywhere close he's to just, elite. You know. No, he's, he's just he, not going to be able to be, do it. He would be like one of the best backup point guards in the league. Is, is what you would want him to be. <laughs> but, like, as far as starting point guards, fuck, what is he, like, 28th, 29th, something like that? You know, I mean, yeah, I think he's better than Chris Dunn, and he's better than whoever the fuck Phoenix is starting. But, like, other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anybody else off the top of my head that I could, you know, pick who he'd be better than. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, he's great, you know, like the best backup point guard, but guess what? He's their starting point guard, so it just right. makes things tougher for them. Um, Kawhi's going to shut down whoever on that team. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I guess he'll switch off, like, who, like who's going to be the hot ones. I mean, if Ross goes right. off, he'll shut that down. Gordon goes off, he'll shut that down. I mean, yeah. Saul's a good defender, too, so he's going to be able to play. Yeah. Boost very well, so um, I just I, Toronto right now. Like I was the East beforehand. Like when all like after the trade down deadline, I was so excited like for the East like playoffs and all that. But like after all these injuries for a lot of these teams, I was like, damn! Like the only one right now that's not injured is Toronto. So I think Toronto's the scariest team in the East right now, and I they're they're definitely going to just yeah. sweep right through this. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I, I could definitely see it. I Like I said, I feel very trepidatious about picking the Magic to win one. Um, I, real quick, before we move on, because um, you mentioned Gasol, I think I would rather start Ibaka. I'd rather have Ibaka guarding Vooch because Vooch can stretch the floor. Ibaka's got, like, a little better foot speed to get, like, out on the perimeter. Um, and then, like, just have Gasol, like, fucking tear through their bench lineup. Like, have him come off the bench um, and just dominate, what, Kim Birch? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, uh, like, that would be my play uh, if I was Nick Nurse. Um, but what do you think about that? Do you think they should, you know, roll with Gasol as their starter as they've been doing down the stretch? Yeah, the only reason I say that is just because um, I would want to concern, uh, like, conserve as much energy of Ibaka for the end of the game, and I don't need it at the beginning of the game. So I might need okay, to rely yeah. on him at the end of the games where we've seen it plenty sure. of times where Ibaka just kind of dies out there, and you're like, oh, my God, he just gained 20 years in one fucking play. Like, Ibaka, what just happened? Like, how are you <laughs> this old right now? <laughs> That's the only reason I'm going to say stick with the Gasol thing. Abaka, you need to conserve that energy. But, yeah, Abaka, during the end of the game, I think he'll be able to, you know, shut down if Gasol's kind of tiring out too, so. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear you. I, I, that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Philly versus Brooklyn. I think this is probably the one matchup that Philly, like, not that I would be 
scared if I was Philly, but this is like kind of the one matchup that they didn't want. I think they would have rather played any of the other five teams in contention for the number six spot, um, mainly because, uh, you know, I mean, Brooklyn has good guards and Philly struggles to guard good guards. Uh, and, you know, like they can obviously D'Angelo Russell's another, you know, candidate for most approved player of the year. Um, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's kind of not been at his peak since he came back from his injury. But, like, I mean, if he turns it on, like, that's troublesome for them. Ultimately, though, I think the biggest thing that I would look at is they've been really resting their guys down the stretch, um, not playing their full lineups. We've seen very little of this five-man rotation since the Tobias and Harris trade um, due to several different uh, factors. Um, Now, the big question mark is Embiid. Uh, Like, is Embiid going to be ready to go in the first first game, second game? Like, when is he going to come back and be, um, you know, on the court? Uh, You know, the Sixers have said that they are very optimistic that he will play game one. Um, I think the, the the way the playoffs are structured and the fact that he can get rested between games um, bodes well for them, obviously. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, it, I, I could see this series maybe going a little longer than some people might think, but I could also see it going, um, you know, uh, I guess less than others might think. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the Sixers? Uh, versus the Nets. I know. I love this matchup so much right now. Um, (laughs) The Nets, man. uh, Right now, this is not what the Sixers wanted, like you were saying. I mean, and Beat's health is 100% on my, like, decision-making. So I'm going to say I've got it in seven right now. So it's it's going seven. But his, his, his health is really like, if he doesn't play this game one and he's more injured than we think, are you rushing them back and say they lose the first game and you now you're trying to rush them back from an injury and all that? And so, it, like, it all depends, like, how healthy he can be. Um, but if – so I'm going to – this is kind of like a, a terrible way to answer it. So, if he misses game one, I'm going Brooklyn in seven with the upset, baby. They have nothing to lose. This is the team that – the they, if you watch the team all year, they enjoy playing with each other. They have the most fun. They have the least bit to lose out of anything right now. So they could care less any of the outcomes. When Sixers have so much to play for right now with all their trades they did, their health and what can do, I feel like their guard matchup is going to be just so bad for the Sixers just because, like you were saying, you've got Dinwiddie, Russell, Karis LeVert, Harris. You've got all these like guards that Nets are going to throw at you and, and they're healthy and they just enjoy playing with each other. And I just think they have that. I don't give a fuck attitude. And it could be one of those teams where it's just like, dude, you remember when the Nets upset the Sixers? Like that, that happened. So I'm going Brooklyn. That's all depending if Embiid misses the first game, because I can see them losing the first game in Philly. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I I do think you're kind of playing a little cop out here of like as far as like not actually making a pick. You're giving yourself some leeway. So you could be like, well, Brooklyn, like I Brooklyn said if it played the game, so I'll just go Brooklyn and no, go ahead. I'll, I'll go Brooklyn and B because indeed and B's health really questions me right now and I just like Brooklyn. I just think that they're just one of these teams that just like we have nothing to lose and we have a lot of fun playing with each other. So let's just do what we've been doing all year and all that. And we don't have the pressure to win. It's just like there's been so much building up to the Sixers thing. And it's just like almost Hmm. at the top. And I just think it could crash for them. And it's going to be very – and I just feel like out of any of the – out of all the playoffs – like matchups, this was the biggest upset one that I saw. Interesting. I I'm taking Sixers in five. Um, I don't think this is going to be that close. Um, I I think 
Embiid is obviously the big question mark. Um, the, the funny thing is they played relatively well without Embiid last year because they they had the lineup with um, Ilyasova playing the five, and then um, obviously had Bellinelli in there. Um, and that was like a that, – that lineup works so well because both those guys can shoot. Um, they don't have those guys this year, but they do have Mike Scott, who is – um, a fucking damn good three-point shooter. They, when he takes those open threes, man, like I'm pretty confident they're going to go in. Um, I think you'll see a lot of, uh, like whether Embiid plays or not, I mean, if Embiid doesn't play, you'll see more of it. But you're going to see a lot of run with him at the five, um, especially against a guy like um, like uh, Jared Allen, um, who's not like big. He's he's lanky and, and like can protect the rim, but he's not like really a uh, he's not like a big body threat. Um, like Mike Scott's as big, if not bigger than him. He can muscle him around. Um, so I'm not ultimately that concerned about that matchup. Um, and you know I think uh, it, it, it's really just going to come down to the Sixers have way more talent. Um, and while talent doesn't win out all the time. Uh, it wins out in a, in a measurement like this where what Philly has probably the four best players. <laughs> like, I mean, Simmons, Embiid, Butler, and T- Tobias Harris are all better than whoever you consider the Nets' best player. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I, I can't ignore that factor. So yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna say the Nets get one out of this, but that's it. Like I can't. Maybe they get two. I'm ultimately not concerned though. I don't I don't think they're gonna get. I don't think I definitely don't think they're gonna win the series. Um, but I like your gumption. I do like that. Uh, and you know, <laughs> um, I I'm honestly I'm not I'm. Really not in the least bit surprised either that you know you you chose to have that gumption against the Sixers uh, because I I I hate to break it to you but not everybody plays the Sixers like the Celtics do like the, like not every team has their number so um, but you know we'll we'll see how it plays out maybe maybe it'll be proven right or at least maybe like they'll push it to six or seven and then you know. You won't, you know, have egg on your face for for uh, picking uh, <laughs> the Nets to win it. Um, but anyway, let's move on. We got one more uh, before we wrap up here. Uh, your Boston Celtics uh, are playing the Indiana Pacers. Um, obviously, the big storyline here is that Marcus Smart is going to miss what the first two rounds of the playoffs is what they're projecting. Um, so obviously going to miss this whole series. Um, so that absolutely hurts as far as like defense. Uh, and I mean, I'm still kind of going back and forth on it, but I mean, he's definitely going to make one of my all defensive teams first or second. I'm still not sure, but like going to make one of them. He's a fucking elite, uh, guard defender. Um, so, I mean, that, that's obviously going to hurt some. Um, but you know, I mean, you still got Kyrie, uh, Hayward seems to kind of be figuring things out. Although, you know, it's like, he seems to figure things out and you think, fuck man, he's like, they had a great game. And then the next game it's like, fuck, like I thought you'd figured it out. Um, <laughs> uh, which is kind of a, a, I guess symbolic for the Celtics season as a whole. Um, it's like, just when you think they have it figured out you know, you have a game afterwards that's somewhat disappointing. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, what are your thoughts on the Celtics versus the Pacers? Uh, are you worried at all? Um, and, you know, what what do you gauge this series at, you know, as far as the games? No, I mean, you're, you're correct on, like, talking about Hayward and all that, and, like, he can be a big X factor, but – if you really watched him at the end of the season, you could see he's a totally, like, transformed player. Like, it looks like he's got his mind back. Um, I saw, like, actual glimpses of I was like, oh, man, this is the Utah Jazz 
Gordon Hayward, this is why we wanted to sign him for big money and all that. Like, it reminded me. So, he plays a big X factor in this. So, um, that's a good thing. I mean, the smart thing is devastating. I mean, that's a big blow for us. I mean, he's definitely, like, our heart of the team. Whenever we need something, I mean, you saw last year in the playoffs, him going against Giannis and getting that block and stealing the ball, just get these random strips. So, I mean, dude, if we can get him even back, I mean, Torna Bleach, you don't really come back from them that fast. I mean, so it's going to be a tough one even to get him in by the Eastern Conference Finals. So we'll see about that. But um, I am worried just um, the Celtics, we've always been known. We don't really sweep teams. So we'll probably do the most Celtics thing right here. We'll win in seven, but we'll two games will go into overtime. And <laughs> it'll be like, how? How, how did this, like, what, it goes way farther than the distance. Like, it always happens. It's such a Celtics thing to do. So, I have us in seven. Um, just, you know, barely. But, like I said, I could see two games going into overtime and some crazy, some, just some wonky stuff going down. Yeah. I, I'm taking the Celtics in six. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like we're road home. I'm not that concerned about that in this particular series. I totally think they could win it, you know, just win win the series on the road. I do the, – the biggest reason that I feel like I, I'm not that concerned for the Celtics is who the fuck is going to guard Kyrie? Nobody. Like, you fucking put Darren Collison on Kyrie, like, he's going to get fucking smoked. Like, there's nobody on that team who can guard Kyrie. Now, you could maybe – Try to talk yourself into saying, "Well, maybe, maybe Bullion can fucking like shift over and guard." Like, no, he's not fucking quick enough. Like, he's had huge improvements as a defender, um, you know, in the last couple years, and he was able to like actually guard LeBron in in the series last year and and do it well. Um, but like. Garden Kyrie is a whole different story. Um, you're not going to – he can't guard Kyrie. Um, he, he, there's just no one who's going to be able to stop him. Um, so, like, that's the big thing to me. It's like even though you're mi- missing smart, like, I just don't feel like anybody's going to be able to slow down Kyrie uh, on the team. Um, and, you know, with that in mind, I think, I think the Pacers get a couple games, but I definitely think that, you know – uh, I think ultimately that that same kind of thing, the talent factor wins out. Same thing with Denver. Um, like I, I, just, I, I cannot see uh, Kyrie um, like you know choking or um, you know not not putting forth the effort. Um, so yeah, I got him in six. I think Boyan will have a big game at some point. Turner will have like a big big defensive stand, maybe gets like a big block on Horford, um, like late in a game. Uh, but you know, like it, it, I just, I, I think people who are picking the Pacers for this series are, are just like, they're reading too much into all of the ups and downs that the Celtics have had all year. Um, I, I think ultimately come playoff time, you're going to get Kyrie playoff Kyrie, um, and that's just going to trump anything that the Pacers have. Like, it's just, it, let's be honest here. Like, Kyrie is so clearly the best player in this series, um, and and dude, he's just going to fucking he's just going to fucking carve him up. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go one less game than you. I'm going to say six. Um, all right, real quick before we go, uh, I I do want to get this kind of on record. We'll we'll obviously change this, um, you know, as we uh, progress through these playoffs, but as of right this instant, who uh, who are the two finals teams that you have? Who do you have winning at all, and in how many games? Uh, and then who would you like like to see in the finals? I want to want to throw that in there too. Um, you know, mainly because I, I usually pick who I would like to see, um, and then don't actually pick who I, what I think I'll see. Um, so I, I want to have both there. So um, we'll we'll start with just like how do you think the finals shakes out? Well, I want to start off with who I like to see because you know I gotta say okay. I would like to see the Celtics 
in the finals. It's going to be pretty tough, so I'd like to see that. Um, Who would you like to see them play? I'd like to see them play Houston. Um, I think that would be great. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for Houston to get this. They don't have to wait for the Western Conference final in this buildup. Let's play them in the second round and just beat them. Like, let's just do this. What, yeah. what are we scared of? So I'm excited for that. Who I think I will see in the finals is Houston versus Toronto. Oh, you think Houston? Wow. Oh, no, dude. I'm, I'm with Houston. I'm on this Houston. I just, dude, I've been telling you all year. It's been since last year with Golden State's bench. I don't think that they're that great a bench. And I think that, like you said, they kind of got a little, not, I'm not lucky, but, you know, that Chris Paul injury. And now you don't yeah. have to, like, it's not that long. And it's only the second series you're playing them in. And it's like, what do you got to lose? So I'm going Houston, man, in the West. I think Houston's not as good as they were last year. I don't think honestly, I don't think Golden State is as I don't want to say as good, but like just I don't know. I I I could see the fact that Houston not being as good as they were last year not holding them back from winning that series. Um with that being said, I'm definitely I'm definitely taking Golden State. Um, I made the mistake last year of not picking them, uh, and it, it came back to bite me. So I'm not going to do that again. I, uh, I'm taking um, Toronto out of the East. Um, I, I feel like that would be the matchup, and I feel like uh, I feel like Golden State would probably win that in six. Um, you didn't give it. You didn't give a prediction for um, how, how you feel Toronto Houston. Um, who do you feel? Who do you think wins, and how many games? I know. I, I, well, I was saying I was going Houston, so Houston in seven. I think. Um, okay. I don't know. I just, I just like, I just really like. I know you say it's a, it's a completely different team than last year's team in my mind, and it all like it. It kind of depends on Chris Paul's health, but I don't feel like yeah. as much pressure as this year if he does go out. And I feel like Harden's just figure out, like you said, he's he's changed his game a little bit and all that, and just like. I don't know. I just I think Houston can do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we'll see. I, I would love to see that. I would love. In fact, I picked Houston Toronto last year, so if we got it this year, I feel like you know maybe I was I was just ahead of the curve. Um, as far as who I want to see, dude, I would fucking love. You know what I'm gonna say? I would love to see the Sixers fucking square off against the Thunder. Um, like, I just think that would be fucking amazing. Like if somehow Houston was able to knock off, uh, Golden State and then Houston went on to like play the Thunder in the Western Conference Finals and somehow the Thunder fucking beat them. Like that, first of all, that would be fucking great because Houston's like, yes, we finally got over the hump. We finally fucking beat Golden State and then to lose in the Western Conference Finals would be fucking hilarious. Um, but uh, I, so I mean that's the matchup that I would most want to see. Um, I just I feel like your your uh, your matchup, what you would like to see, is is actually much better. Uh, but uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I I definitely I think it's going to be Golden State in Toronto. I, I like Milwaukee a lot. I just the Brogdon injury and the lack of any the lack lack of experience. I'm a little weary about it. so But we'll see how it all plays out. We're obviously going to cover it. Um, as it happens, uh, we're going to have our award show next Tuesday. Um, so be sure to uh, tune in for that. Um, and we're going to be covering the playoffs as they go on, as well as um, the draft lottery uh, and all that jazz. It's going to be fun. It's the best time of year, man. Uh, so, you know, as always, Luke, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. Indeed, sir. All right. Well, we will meet you guys back here on Tuesday, uh, and we very much look forward to it. But until then, peace.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 